Fringe, October 12th through November 4th, visit philatheaterco.org for tickets or call 215-985-0420. Last election, millions of people stayed at home and didn't exercise their right to vote. When a huge chunk of the population sits out of the process, why are we surprised when our politics don't reflect our values? Now we have a chance to be counted, to be heard, to make a difference. This time, make sure to vote. And let us stand up for our rights. And let us fight for it. We are going to be the future. And let us make our future now. Want to find out how you can get registered to vote? Or find a polling place in your area? Just log on to universalcircus.com slash vote. Your voice does matter. And not just let other people make decisions for you. Your opinion matters, and this election matters. I can't just stay at home. I gotta let my voice be heard. I will be counted. I will vote. This November, be counted. Universalcircus.com slash vote. Lemonade, lemonade. Sure. How much? That'll be 700 bucks. You can't be serious. Who taught you math? I learned from Bob Hugan. He ran a drug company that charged 700 bucks for a cancer pill that only cost 65 cents to make. Oh, that guy? He's no good. You know what Bob Hugan also did? Raised over $400,000 to help elect Trump. Really? Yes, really. And he would mess up our health care, too, by repealing Obamacare, leading to cuts in Medicaid, and coverage for pre-existing conditions. Who told you that? Our, our parents, parents duh. duh. Well, who are they voting for? Bob Menendez. He's standing up to Trump and Republicans from taking away our health care. And Menendez helped write Obamacare, so you know he's going to protect it, along with Medicaid and even my grandma's Social Security and Medicare. And women's health programs, too. Okay, okay, I'm with you. Vote Menendez. Vote Menendez. Vote for Bob Menendez. Tuesday, November 6th. Paid for by Leadership Alliance. LeadershipAllianceNJ.com. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Leadership Alliance is responsible for the content of this advertising. Home of the Lounge with Keaton Nichols. This is Word Radio. 96.1 FM WURD and 900 AM WURD. Philadelphia. Black Talk Media. show but i gotta remind you november 6th take yourselves out to vote you want to come out you want to you want to affect change you want to get out here and do something then get out ladies and gentlemen take your butts to the polls and vote vote get out here and vote be involved people die for that right okay we're back on the line with us we have sunny from south philadelphia sunny what's on your mind brother oh get out and vote <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, what prompted me to call? I'm listening to your guests. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And uh, between the, those brothers that had uh, the differences, you know, and your guests said, well, that's what these people like to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Us arguing between each other. Yeah, and, you and know... He also, he always... He also said, uh, does Colin Kaepernick want to play? He, does he want to play? He's, after all, he's making uh, all the same money and everything. What Colin Kaepernick did was really good. That was that was Ali. But the way this brother talking, you know, uh, get the dollar. Yeah, you know I, mean? I would say, uh, you know, thank you, God for thank God for men like Ali. Right. He might he might say he might say to me, Well, what are you doing? I'm out here voting. I'm out here if I see young men or young women try to tell them the best I do for uh, the best for where 
I stand. I'm saying, like they said, what is that brother doing with all that money from the Eagles? Uh, they bought him off. I mean, the way how they say president talked about their mothers and everything, I just wish if the brothers didn't even take a knee, just tell the president, uh, your mother is a son of a... Uh, you know the rest of Yeah, although I, I would probably, <laughs> I kind of believe in the Michelle Obama. When they go, when they go low, we go high. I, 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 I just, but I understand. Trying to go to somebody to go right to the head. You talk about my mother. I'm up there, but tell those so and so like we wasn't nothing. He was talking to all black players. Yeah, that president. You understand? Uh, I, I get it. I, I get it. And uh, uh, say, say something about his mother. <laughs> and, and, and his mother and his wife and everything, uh, they, 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 they're immigrants. Right, right. Uh, we're we're stolagrants. We were stolen in this country. Wait a minute. Say that. You said we're stolagrants? Stolagrants. Right. We <laughs> I like that. I, 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 I definitely like, I, I like that. You, Look, you know, we, that's we, interesting. Statue of Liberty before Ellis Island. When we got over here, it was Ellis Island. It was, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Everybody walked on us. That's true. But that brother seemed like he all about the money. Thank God for Muhammad Ali. Right, right. Uh, uh, it, 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 I just want to say this in closing. That money is good, but you got to try to have some principles. I, so I you would. Ain't I, no, you ain't got no principle. Bill Cosby will let you know right now. All the money he got, he's still black. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Sonny. Um, in about ten, in, in, in about you know, in about ten minutes, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in my man David Steele, who's gonna be talking to me, talking to me about what about that situation at Maryland where they fired you know where they fired the uh, head coach this week and a lot of turmoil that that broke out down there. In other words, the kid dies from you know a young young man Jordan McNair died from um, being worked too hard in practice and you know that that's an issue in sports I mean that to me is something that we have to look at because you know we had a situation a few years ago in Grambling where they gave the kids you know subpar athletic equipment and you know the thing is you know you send your kids to college hoping that they will be taken care of, especially in terms of athletics and especially in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, how they're, how they're treated at these schools. So we have Gary from Southwest Philadelphia. What's going on, brother Gary? Gary? A few of the callers and the last gentleman that called and I'm, I'm kind of feeling him, you know, this whole thing, they, they, the gentleman that said, uh, Kaepernick, does he really want to play? I think we have to get away from this whole entertainment thing. It's not about him wanting to play like he used the, the other gentleman used the analogy with Muhammad Ali. Right. Muhammad Ali lost a lot of money in his career because he stood up and spoke out about the racism and the social injustice towards our people. Right. I love sports like anyone else. My sons played, you know, went to college and played, I played. And it's like, I think, and this is my opinion, and not hating on the Eagles or the Sixers or anybody, we put too much focus on being entertained as a people. You know what? I'm going to tell you, I agree with you. Instead of putting a bigger picture on the injustices that we face, when you look at the news and you can see a white man come to his door, a young man is asking for directions, ringing the bell, and he shoots at him, and the young man runs away, and thank God he didn't hit him, or are women and children being murdered by police or outright racists. I, I can't really get into the sports thing and get into an argument or a debate about that because I think we have much greater issues to be uh, dealing with. And, and it's a distraction. As far as I'm concerned, the whole sports thing, people will sit outside overnight or two nights waiting in line for tickets, or I'll even use the analogy with the new Jordans come out. I've seen old guys down in Center City, when I say old, seasoned, young, seasoned men sitting out in chairs waiting for these Jordans to come out. That is sick. That is totally sick. And you know what? They're sitting back laughing at us, actually. Now, right. the thing between Jenkins and the other player... Eric Reed. player made a good point. Eric Reed, right. When you stand up as a black man, we can, we can use Malcolm. We can use King. 
We can look at Mega Evers. I call them the three M's. And look what happened to all three of those gentlemen. Because they took, stood up, took a stance, but we don't seem to get that. All we want to do, and I'm like I said, I'm not hating on them. Don't take this wrong. Right. No, no. no this is your opinion, dude. Come, come, come with it. All we want to do is be entertained. That's all I hear at the jobs. The Eagles this, the Eagles that. But then I'm seeing all this news about people being murdered by police, shot down. We see it on video, and they're saying, Gary, your lying eyes didn't see what you saw. I don't care if this guy just murdered 30 people. If he's running away and is not a threat to you, why do you shoot him 20 times in the back? But it's okay. Right. But yet, Dylan Ruth can go into a black church, sit in their prayer, and then kill, what, I forget, nine people or whatever, and then get taken to Burger King. Something is wrong with this society. And now we have this sick president and this sick Republican Party that are trying to, if people don't get out and vote, and I'm going, I guess I'm all over the place, we're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the thing is, Gary, I, I I agree with you 100. percent I when the you know we talk you you said something about yes we as the people always look to be entertained. One of in, in, in my other world, five days a week, I I teach at an HBCU, and mm-hmm. one of the things that that. I notice about our kids, and and through no fault of their own, I'm not gonna you know jump on them, you know right. I'm not gonna jump on them publicly because, but the the expectation is we always want to be entertained. You know my class, my writing class is boring, understandably when you raise children to think that every time they're going to be entertained and not to learn and things right. of that nature, and so we we deal with that in school. In terms of sports, I do think. And granted, I made my living covering sports. I do right. think that I don't mind as loving sports, but, you know, when I look at the NFL, I see thousands of young black men come through there. It's almost like like being downtown at the unemployment agency in that they all believe in this job. They all think, and it's, it's good to have a dream, but you, you also hope that they walk out of college with a degree or some situation yeah. where they have trained, or they can go back and get their degree. Because exactly. the thing is, the, the whole sports thing, sports is not a guarantee. Like I say, it's the odds are long. Every kid, I remember back in 1975 playing Little League football back home in Baltimore, I was one of millions of kids who thought they could rewrite the NFL rushing books. I, I really <laughs> thought that I could do it. But... Mm-hmm. The odds were against me. I had to get an education. I mean, I was like three foot nothing in them days, or four four <laughs> foot nothing. Okay, but like a lot of kids, you believe, you know, you believe that you can you can go that far. So thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate. It. That's a good point, Gary. I got Joe from West Oak Lane on on the line with me. Hold on one quick second. Can we get Joe from West Oak Lane on? So, but. Joe, are you with me? No, good. Good morning, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing okay, Joe. What's happening? Hey, man, I, I'm enjoying the program. And 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 the last call, I understand where you're coming from, but our history, the history of Black history in America, uh, some of the best jobs jobs were in entertainment. Um, you know, you can go back to the 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 the, the, the 60s, the 50s, where and on on the stage where you know people made a lot of money, play, uh, singing singing in the nightclubs, and people made a lot of money in 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 in, in, in making it. Whether whether it was the uh, Renaissance with the ring, or the Harlem Globetrotters, or finally the NBA. So the, the the track record of somebody to win a scholarship in high school to run track and get a scholarship to play basketball. And win a scholarship to college, that was the way up. And very few people uh, were able to get an academic scholarship to to to, to university. So that's kind of part of our uh, out of Black history in in America. But I understand what he's saying, but it's, it, it is part of our of our fabric to to love. Uh, sports entertainment because you know uh, especially basketball that's really that's that's our number one uh, sport as far as uh, black people in, a, in 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 America so 
you know, I, I, I feel what he's saying, though. Yeah. But you can't, you can't really get, you can't get mad about it because uh, that's just the way we, we, we have developed in, 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 in this country. Yeah. Well, let, well let, me, let me say something about that. You know, sports has always been, oddly enough, that great platform for African-Americans. I mean, going back to the days of Jack Johnson. Now, Jack Johnson in and of itself, if you look at the history of Jack Johnson, he wasn't necessarily a quote-unquote race man, but winning the, winning the heavyweight championship back then at a time when white supremacy was basically the rule and yeah. no one was challenging it, you know, he basically, you know, lay waste to the myth that white people were the what that the euro 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 american white man was the most you know superior man on the planet and he laid waste to that by by beating around uh jack Je- uh, jim jeffries and and some other white guys in the ring and then of course you had jackie robinson you know yeah. going you know as as martin luther king jr described him as that first freedom fighter because you know he was in the den he was like that you know that lamb in a den of wolves you know um and he fought through that tommy smith john carlos 50 years ago raising the black power you know to basically say hey look we have a problem in the united states of america or you talk about cookie gilchrist and abner haynes you know boycotting the american football league all-star game because of racism or ali taking the stand or colin kaepernick taking a stand that he's taking and other black athletes taking a stand against racism. So I see your point and, uh, and I also see our last caller's point as well, because, you know, at the same time, I think some of us emphasize sports to the detriment or sports and entertainment. Maybe we want to become rappers and musicians. We do that to the detriment of other things because we need more black doctors, more black lawyers, more black sports talk show hosts like me, and we need more black, more more black journalists covering city hall, the state house, and all those things. Which is, I'm a part of an organization looking to do that. But the thing is, is that. I think that our kids have to understand that they, you know, that that they have to, you know, develop all their talents and learn to appreciate the intellect and learn to because because the people who are out here, you know, becoming the lawyers, the scholars and all that, they have to be the vanguard of the next of the movement, so to speak. Yeah. So and so I, I agree. And it's very, it's very important that. That, that, that people uh, can realize that their dreams and if 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 it's athletics that could that could get you to to college, then so so be it. You you, you do the best you can, but it, it is a it is an awesome, incredible price that football players more than any other sport pay in in on the, on the college level, and it's it's, it's very. <laughs> Is, is is very very uh, demanding, right? You know they they take they, they take a lot of their a lot of their time. I don't know how, I don't know how they get an education because it's, it's it's in high demand. But switching switching subjects um, to the seventy uh, sixes, uh, I was happy to see Marco Foles has what I call like a breakthrough game, and Joel uh, uh, B had forty one points. But there was a point in in, in that game with the with the with the Clippers. That that was uh, it got close, and Marco Fultz was just he was just coming down, breaking them down, and taking to taking them to the to to the basket. So I think he's going to be all right. Okay. Uh, I, I I I was glad to see he had twelve points, and he's not turning the ball over a lot. So I, I I'm really glad to see him. Uh, you know, have a have have like a breakthrough game. Okay. And, uh, but the guy the guy I'm really concerned most about. Is Ben Simmons right? He he has uh, he never developed as a basketball player mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in his early stages because when 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 you start playing basketball, two things you work on right: you work on your shot, mm-hmm. you work on your dribble. Okay, he got, he got he can dribble, but he can't shoot to to the point where I think he's afraid. To try because he has no confidence in taking that 
15 to 17, 18 footer. Right. Because it's not part of his mindset to want to even do that. Right. I think that's just, um, you know, yeah, that's a problem. Well, we we have to move on. Um, I want to okay. get Madeline um, Madeline done before on before we go we go to our guests and everything. So I want to get okay. him on and um, get her on real quick. Uh, Madeline, are you with us? Right. You know what? I appreciate your show very much. I'm not a sports person. I'm 85 years old, and Mr. Dunn was. He did baseball, basketball, football, even. In his 70s, he started bowling, okay? Okay. I don't do sports. Okay. I do politics. But I enjoy it. And I have to say, maybe because I only listen to words, so I got to listen to what they give me. And you make it interesting. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you, Miss. Stop the voting. Okay. I'm begging. I'm pleading. Just figure this is your mama, grandmama, great-grandmama, even great-great-grandmama, 85. And I can tell you some things we've been through. Right. I can tell you some people who gave up their life. I mean, it was just important that we learn to read and write and to vote. Because when you vote, you're putting in people who are in charge. And our school system doesn't teach civics as it was once taught. Mm -hmm. So that you know what every seat means in terms of what they do in the city, in the state, in the federal government. The judges. I even hear some black people saying, we shouldn't elect judges. We should let them pick it. Let, let them who pick them. But it was picking them, you didn't have one or two. Right. And when you found the case, it could just lay around, lay around. And I can give you some in-depth on that, but I know you got a customer, I mean, a person coming on, and I don't want to overstep. I just want them to please, please understand that this is just very important. And we can turn a half million people out in Philadelphia to vote. The whole world would wake up because it means we are awake again. Okay. We need to wake up. We need to get with it, get to that polling place on Tuesday. And we're going to start trying to work on So if you don't get there on Tuesday, you can go for a whole week. They got it across this country. Why doesn't the state of Pennsylvania have Because you got a few people that run everything. And we need to change some of that. Okay. And you can change it with your vote. Thank you, great. Thank, thank you very you. much, Madeline. I got I got to go to break. My producer's yelling at me, so thank you very much. We come back. We're gonna bring David Steele on. You're listening to ninety six point one FM, nine hundred AM WURD. We'll be right back. Just a few days ago, President Barack Obama came to Philadelphia, and he made clear what the stakes in this election are all about. Listen for yourself. If a Republican took the governor's mansion this fall, they might undermine or roll back Medicaid expansion. Without a serious alternative, that would leave people with disabilities and seniors in nursing homes potentially out in the cold. Governor Wolf expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act, covered 700,000 Pennsylvanians. You know he's going to protect your care. But to make sure he keeps on doing it, you got to vote. President Obama knows how important this election is. And we know that the Republican candidate for governor, Scott Wagner, We'll roll back Medicaid expansion and kick 700,000 people off health care. That's your friends, your neighbors, and your family. Don't stay home. You got to vote for Governor Wolf. Paid for by Tom Wolf for Governor. A place like home, too, located 2276 George's Lane, provides a clean and active environment for seniors, including referrals, daily cognitive therapy, podiatry, exercise, arts, and crafts. Call 215-878-1200 now. Hi, this is John. Hi, this is Juanita, owners of JD's Auto Body and Painting. We're located at 6300 Wayne Avenue, right there at the intersection of Wayne and Washington Lane. We really like to thank all you word listeners for the support that you've given our business, and we really hope to see you in the future. JD, tell them about our products and services we have. We have a new state of the art paint shop along with our body shop and detail shop. We can help you with the dents and scratches from the winter season. Come to JD's Auto Body and Painting. Come on out and check us out. We're still honoring that word 10% discount give us a call 215-848-5949 again 215-848-5949 thanks again for supporting our business we really appreciate you see you at JD's Auto Body and Painting 
Feel confident about your Medicare with Keystone 65 Basic RX HMO. You'll have $0 premium, $0 copay, and $0 deductible, plus access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region. Get the coverage you deserve with Independence Blue Cross. Visit ibxmedicare.com. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. Benefits underwritten by Keystone Health Plan East, a subsidiary of Independence Blue Cross, independent licensees of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Prosperity Home Care, located in the Philadelphia Winfield area, bringing peace of mind and loving care to families is Medicare approved. Specializing in caring for seniors, your peace of mind starts at home. For more information, call 484-463-7573. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and totally discredited. I, Bob, the late Bob Marley, I agree with you. On the line with us is David Steele from Sporting News. David, what is happening with the protests at Maryland regarding the whole DJ Durkin situation? And what's the what's the atmosphere like on campus right now? Well, thanks for having me on. First of all, Chris, I know what a busy uh, weekend this is for you guys. Uh, right before the election, I got a chance to listen to some of the the calls earlier. Um, I'm actually at the uh, at Maryland Stadium right now. It's uh, early in the first quarter, and the biggest manifestation of, I guess, sort of the mood here is that the stands are very, very. The crowd is very, very sparse. The stands are not even close to being uh, filled. There, there's a pretty decent amount of Michigan State fans here. Um, mm-hmm. They came travel to see their uh, see their team play here on the road, but the uh, the, the, the regular fan section behind the uh, Maryland bench, you know, not decent, not great, not bad, not packed, uh, especially since it's a conference game and a game that uh, may well determine whether Maryland goes to a bowl game or not. And the student section is very, uh, very thin. There's hardly anybody there at all. It's more so than last week uh, when they played Illinois. But, you know, in the first game since D.J. Uh, Durkin was uh, fired after being retained, of course, um, it's not a very well uh, well attended game, and it's it, so it's sort of a mixed bag in terms of whether or not the students really decided whether to try to support the players or to make a statement against the uh, university. It's sort of a fifty fifty right now uh, on on that verdict. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, what was the thing? Obviously, the reinstatement. What what was what was the rationale behind? Because it seemed like. It seemed like that, you know, if something like that, if a kid dies, you know, that, that's on the coach. I mean, it's almost like even if you – I mean, he oversees a program. How does he let that that kind of toxicity where where coaches are basically snatching food out of players' mouths and making them eat, you know, candy and stuff, you know, just to humiliate them, you know, somehow he had to know about that, Right. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. And, and it's real fascinating the way things sort of developed over the course of this week. Um, the report that was done by the commission that was formed uh, really not so much after Jordan McNair died, but after a lot of the, 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 the negative culture that you described just now was exposed in a big uh, investigative report by ESPN. Um, it confirmed all the things that had been reported, that these are the things that were going on in the program, this is who was overseeing it. This is who really gave it his his uh, uh, his approval. Uh, he's the guy who hired the strength coach that ended up having to be pushed out and bought out because of just the way he uh, handled um, dealing with these plays and creating the culture that we were uh, that we're talking about. And then in the end, after getting this commission report that everyone seemed to think would indicate, oh, okay, that's that's the end of the road for the head coach. That should be a pretty easy decision. The board of regents. Uh, found a way, and that's really the, old, the best way to describe it, they found a way to give T.J. Durkin his job back. And the backlash was so severe and so fierce and so so negative that school president Wallace Lowe had to reverse course, go against the Board of Regents that had made the decision, 
and fired DJ Durkin himself. I right. think it was it was an embarrassment on so many levels uh, at the very top uh, levels of the administration of this university. Wow, and see that you know that that when I when I heard that it, it was it was an embarrassment, and so is that the fuel? Is that you know is that why fans aren't on the student section? Because the student section is always packed. Is that why the student section is is sparse? And what are they doing? Are there is there any activity going on outside? Are there any signs being held up, or what's happening outside? Nothing uh, really openly visible that I've. Uh, been aware of uh, outside of the, or near the uh, stadium so far. It's more of a, uh, almost like a, a, a protest of indifference. A lot of, wow. a lot of students just uh, making their own choice of uh, not going up. Now, there was a uh, student rally on campus on Thursday afternoon right. um, where there was like kind of a, a very uh, intense and emotional back and forth between uh, members of the student government and some of the student organizations and just sort of the master students themselves where they were yelling back and forth to each other, either go to the games or, or, or boycott them to make their feelings known to, uh, to, to management. And uh, it's sort of going to be one of those things where you'll see how, how it resolves itself as, as the season goes on. There's another very similar protest rally that's scheduled for Monday, also out on, uh, in front of the administration building uh, on campus. But the, the first, the most tangible result of it seems to be that people just sort of shrug their shoulders and said, I'm just not going to go. Right. I'm wondering, this is my final question because I know you're busy. I'm wondering how the black students on campus, black student union, you know, oh, there's a black, and, and I remember this black newspaper. How are the black students, you know, because this was an African-American player who, who who passed away. How are the black students reacting? Or, or did you get any any kind of, any gauge of how the black student community was reacting? Yeah, they're, they're almost unanimous in their anger at the university and at the suggestion that everyone just sort of link hands and say, hey, let's, uh, let's just cheer on the players because they're the ones hurting. Well, you can sort of see the, the logic behind it. They're saying no, or more forceful action has to be taken because this to them is obviously the tragedy in itself and the way that the school handled it and who was responsible for it and who didn't get, who didn't get held accountable is, is bad enough in itself. But it also fits into a larger theme of black students here being really mistreated, ignored, oh, overlooked, mm. and their health and wealth and safety not being taken. Now, remember, a year ago, um, Lieutenant Richard Collins, the ROTC student and, and uh, about to be graduate of Bowie State, was killed, stabbed to death, on this campus by white University of Maryland students. Right. Um, there have been uh, instances of nooses being hung on campus. There have been instances of uh, there being like white supremacist groups passing out flyers, um, mm. all, all this is this litany of, of smaller, you know, uh, instances where black students are being not just disrespected by the student body, but being ignored by the administration. And so they have a beef against uh, really all the top officials here, including the school president, who really had to be pushed into firing uh, firing DJ Durkin, and now that's spread to the. Uh, to the athletic program and the athletic department. They're saying, when is somebody going to make us a priority? And this is sort of the latest and biggest, most visible, certainly on a national scale, biggest example of uh, what they've been talking about. So they've been the most adamant about saying, no, we're not going to let this university and this athletic program uh, get away with it. Wow. Well, David, there's a whole lot. Um, I, I gotta say, we, we our schedules are still going to meet next week at some point, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, we got a lot to talk about. You know that because I want to kind of wrap up the the year talking with you about student protests and sports and all those other things. So thank you very much. You go back to watching my two alma maters play <laughs> and whatnot. So <laughs> so and then, so and so any in any event. Thank you so much for taking time out and calling in. Excellent reporting, man. Excellent, excellent job. I appreciate that, man. You know, Michigan State's got problems of its own. So uh, Yeah, you ain't lying about that, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> quite so, the here going on at this game. But, yeah, I uh, enjoyed enjoy being on. And, uh, yeah, let's definitely do this again. Okay, thank you very much. That was David, David Steele with Sporting News uh, giving us an update on what's happening at that situation at Maryland. Like I said, I, I bring that up. This is a national story about, like I said, a kid dies during practice and there was a lot of abuse going on there. And so, um, 
and I wanted just to talk about that, and it involves an African American uh, player who was playing. And the thing is, when you when you're out there looking at places for if you have a son who a son or daughter who's talented, you know you you want to make sure that they're taken care of. So from that standpoint, um, and I'm going to bring and I'm going to bring in John Mitchell in soon to talk about this. Um, you know, as well. So from that standpoint, um, it's, it was, it's a tragic situation. And I think there's something, you know, that that is just terrible. It, it's just something that, you know, you shouldn't send, you know, you shouldn't go around, you know, you sh- when you send your kid away for on a scholarship, even if you send him to college in general, even if he's not an athlete, you want people to take care of your students. You want people to take care of your kids and um, not do anything remotely abusive and uh, or any abusive at all. So, on the line with us, um, John Mitchell, columnist, longtime sports writer, once covered the well covered the Sixers for the Inquirer Daily News. And John, um, you know, I want I guess and just to piggyback on the conversation that we have with David Steele, the whole, that situation and I, that situation down at Maryland, I, I, that that bothers me on a whole lot of levels. Just. You know, the fact that, you know, a kid dies during practice and then the coaching staff was abusive. DJ Durkin had to go. Yeah, he had to go. You know, I mean, it's a fine line now about, you know, what coaching abuse is. You know, football has always kind of had, it's been that one sport where coaches get to the bar and cross it because, it's you know, there's so much testosterone and so much machismo associated with the sport. But when you get to, when you get to the point where you're abusing kids, I mean, you know, push them hard. You know, push them hard on the field. Uh, do what you have to. But when it gets to the point where you're abuse and you know, you're, I guess there may have been some water deprivation. It's, it's, I haven't really. Uh, it's been a while since you and I talked about that situation. Um, but you know, when it gets to the point that there's abuse, you have to. Uh, you know, you, people, heads have to roll, and they, they, you know, eventually they, they did the right thing. But moving forward, you know. They, if you hope that this doesn't happen at other schools and you think you hope that other people are paying attention so they can move on from that and don't go, you know, resort to some of the things that, you know, were in, were in vogue in Maryland. Right, right. Well, you know, that's that's interesting because, you know, you don't, you know, you, you know, a lot of kids from my area go places like Maryland, Kansas, or points south, points north, Penn State, and all those other kids, all these other places. And, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to pick schools for your kids, especially in terms of sports, you want them to go places where they can get the opportunity to maximize their opportunity to get an education and see how far their sports career goes. Sometimes a lot of guys, it ends at the collegiate level. That's fine, but get your degree in the process. And so, you know, but I don't think, like I said, you know, that, that, you know, it's the same thing I, I that in some ways that I feel about, you know, people who go to through the intake process of a fraternity. I don't think you should get killed or abused, you know, joining a, a, a thing that's on campus or fraternity or anything like that. I, I don't believe and I am and I'm in a fraternity. And so I don't believe that you should be abused in any way in anything. So. So. Um, but yeah, change, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. But but changing gears for a second. um, this week, Eric Reed talked a little bit more about what happened between Malcolm Jenkins and him in terms of, you know, whether or not he sold out the Players' Co- the players Coalition, sold out Kaepernick, and, um, and a lot of people, that, and, and he said some things that basically, you know, Malcolm was asking him how much money would it take for him to end the protest, and he was more or less, you know, undermining, you know, the whole protest against the league, and so that's why he was labeling Michael Jenkins a sellout, but we haven't really heard Jenkins' side of the story, and I'm not going to label, you know, you know, labeling him either way. I'm still trying to look at that situation and I'm trying to look at it from, you know, from, you know, from all sides of the, uh, of the coin and everything. And I'm not, I'm not ready to call the guy a sellout or anything like that. What are your thoughts on that? No, I'm not ready to call him a sellout. I'm, I'm disappointed in both sides in that, you know, it reminds me of a little bit of the civil rights movement, uh, although a microcosm uh, with much lower stakes. Um, you have uh, just like when you had Malcolm and Martin 
they, they both wanted to, they were, but they both wanted to get to the same place. They just had different mechanisms to which to go. And I, I think that's a lot. That's what has become a problem here with this situation. Uh, you know, originally, I mean, Kaepernick identified the purpose of the protest himself. He said it's because I, you know, I can't stand for a flag. It's not handing out the the, the right uh, to my people. It's, it's selectively, you know, it's discriminating. You know, it's uh, whether it's through police brutality. Which is the part which, you know, that's what brought it all about, uh, the police brutality, the shooting of unarmed African-American men. But eventually it seemed like it morphed into a push to get Colin Kaepernick's job back. Right. Um, and, and that's not what it was from his own mouth. That's not what it was about. It, it was about bringing attention to a problem, uh, which we were all aware of. And it did bring attention to the problem. Of course, the president hijacked the situation. Uh, I, I, you know, as far as their brief is concerned, um, it, I, I think both of them, and, and it seems that uh, the guy from the Panthers, um, uh, Reed, Eric Reed, is the one who is more so upset. And I, it's probably part of that's probably because he wasn't on a roster at the beginning of the season. He missed a few paychecks, so he's a little bit salty. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's time for. If the players' coalition is going to remain valid, you know, if, if you know, if, if they're going to remain legitimate, they have to. There has to be some unity. There was great unity, unity at one point, and they had a disagreement. You know, are, are we fighting for Kaepernick? Or are we trying? You know, we, we have different. We're at the fork in the road. You know, are we going to continue protesting, or what are we going to do with this ninety million dollars? Uh, is it a first step? And, you know, at, at some point they should have, you know, they should have been able to get beyond that. You know, I, and I, who's wrong in their brief? I don't give a damn one way or the other. I think that's up for them to figure out at this point. Right. You know, and how to, and, and how to move on to what's next. Because if there is nothing that's next, then this is just for show. Right, right. You know, so, so it, it, you know, if I could get in the room with either one of them, with, with the both of them, you know, go at it. Get, get, your, get your beef out. Get it out in the air. And now, okay, well, we still have young African-American men getting shot in Pittsburgh. We have young African-American men getting shot here in Philadelphia by the cops. Um, and how do we continue to address this situation? Because one thing, you can protest. The protest brought attention to it. Mm -hmm. But after a while, you, you, there's only so much protesting you can do. Um, you, you have to start making a gain. Your protest has to start yielding fruit. Right. You know, it, it, at some point, it, it has to become more than just e emotional release that, yeah, you, I was part of the protest, I was part of the protest. And I think that's kind of what Malcolm Jenkins saw. Um, but, you know, it, I've got this money that can be applied to some of the organizations that, you know, the social justice organizations, which is what we need. Uh, and, you know, it, it probably did, in hindsight, it probably did soften and well, there's no doubt about it, it softened the position of the protest. But I just don't know how, if they were still protesting, I think people would have, would have moved on from it by now. Yeah. I think, I think people said, all right, you know, let them protest, let them protest. And now, what are they doing? They're showing up on a 50-yard line, ready to throw blows at each other. So it's kind of like the whole Willie Lynch thing. If you leave these Negroes up to their own devices against each other, they'll destroy each other. Right. And see, that's, you know, and we, we've seen that in history. And I, I got to go to I got to go to break. But I want to bring this. I want to talk about the historical because to me, that's that's the thing that's bothering me is the back and forth is the, you know, who's a sellout, who's not a sellout. And it gets into this thing where, you know, can 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 we ever have a disagreement? Maybe there's a different path that someone is. Can, can, can we get past it? How do we get past it? Black people, how do we stop doing what the adversary wants us to do? What right. the adversary has set out to do? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So we come back for the break. I want to. I want to. want to finish this conversation with you. So, so hang around with me. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to ninety six point one FM, nine hundred AM WURD, Black Talk Media. The Chris Murray Report. We'll be right back.
Election Day is on Tuesday, November 6th in Pennsylvania, and New Voices for Reproductive Justice is mobilizing black women to get out the vote. Polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Do you have a voting plan? Do you know your polling location? Do you have a ride? For more information, contact Voice Your Vote Project at 267-365-7120. That's 267-365-7120. Election Day is Tuesday, November 6th. Word Radio, Pennsylvania's only Black-owned talk radio station, wants to keep you informed this election season. It is illegal for any state or local government to discriminate against anyone by denying them the right to vote based on race, ethnicity, national origin, or membership in a language minority. For a detailed list of voter rights, visit VotesPA.com. If you feel that you've been discriminated against at the polls, call the Election Protection Hotline at one 1- 866-OUR-VOTE. That's 1-866-687-8683. Stay informed. And remember, Election Day is Tuesday, November 6th. For more information, visit wordradio.com. The Source on Word Radio. Francine Cheeks. How do you contrast what was happening then with what's happening now for black journalists? When I started out, there were very few of us, and we were pioneers, and so it was incumbent upon us to do the best that we could because of the need to help the community. I think now you have more people involved, so it's not rare to see them, so people don't understand that that we're still fighting an uphill battle, that we still don't have numbers commensurate with what we represent in the community. Don't miss the Source weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Thursdays when City Council is not in session. Exclusively on Word Radio, 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and WordRadio.com. Join the Women's Business Development Center for its annual Just Desserts networking event, November 7th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Union League of Philadelphia. Taste delectable desserts from local chefs while contributing to ensure WBDC's legacy. For more information, visit womensbdc.org. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. There's something revolving Whatever may come The world keeps revolving They say the next big thing is here That the revolution's near But to me it seems quite clear That it's all just a little bit of history repeating Okay Well Shirley Bassey says it says it says it right. You know, as we segue, as we still into this segment, we have John Mitchell with us on the phone here. You know, some of this stuff, and I'm, and I'm going to bring up a question that, that my, my man Bob Groats is asking me on Facebook. But some of the stuff is history repeating in a sense that you know, whenever we have a di- a, a disagreement, you know, whether it's the Black Panthers and Bob Bobby Seal, I mean not Bobby Seal, but um, Huey Newton versus um, Huey Newton versus oh God, Eldridge Cleaver. Good Lord, I'm having a seat. It, although that was manipulated, of course, by FBI COINTEL program, and I think it was another shooting in Los Angeles between the US organization and the Panthers back in the day. And it just seems to me that. Having these beefs with each other, to me, seems to be counterproductive, and we tend to forget what the larger goal of this all is. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does, Chris. You know, again, the whole purpose of the protest was to bring attention to uh, this Colin Kaepernick's way of bringing attention to the disproportionate amount of unarmed African-American men being shot and we saw some terrible instances of that, you know, by police. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, Malcolm Jenkins and Eric Reed have family. They have cousins. They have brothers who, whose fame and wealth may not necessarily protect them from a police stop. You know, if Malcolm Jenkins has a cousin who has a bad police experience in, north, in the Northeast with a police officer, it could go a whole lot worse 
than Malcolm Jenkins, a football player who gets stopped and the guy says, hey, you're 27, you're Malcolm Jenkins. I like you, pal. Go on about your way. You know, so those guys have a platform to bring attention to something, uh, and as many of them did, you know, uh, across all different sports. But, yeah, if, if, if we, we, we kind of got away from what that protest was about. Right. You know, uh, it, it was shining the light on that situation. It wasn't about Colin Kaepernick's job, because and I, I said this before, you know, in any struggle, somebody, somebody's going to go down. And, and, and Colin, let's be quite honest, if you are somebody who is part of an NFL football team and, and, and there's all these billionaire owners and they see something that is, you know, hurting their, their bottom line a little bit, they will collude without talking to one another and say, we got we have to excise this. This is a problem. Right. You know, so Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, you know, people would say he'd have to be, you know, the second coming of Tom Brady to be on a roster, and he probably would, you know, but because his, you know, his skills have diminished some, uh, and, and one thing I think Colin should have done, he should have, he should have been more vocal, uh, you know, during that whole situation. Um, and they're not going to put up with that uh, if you can't make a major contribution on the field. And while Colin just started the Super Bowl, that was what five, six years ago. Yeah, he's you know, he's, so he's so he's gone. His career, he has sacrificed his career so much in the way that Martin Luther King and, and X lost their lives in the struggle. That that's the price they paid. Uh, they knew the consequences. Both men talked about their impending death, and uh, if. Colin Kaepernick has to know if, if, if I'm going to take this stance uh, and I'm going to affect the bottom line in the NFL, you know, I may not be here next year. I think we've, I think we've seen the last of his career now. It's over. He lost his career. Right. You know, and he, he, he willingly sacrificed it and knew the consequences. Right. I, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, and, and I guess at some point, I guess between, you know, like Tommy Smith and John Carlos suffered huge consequences after they raised their fists. And um, a lot of those guys, you know, a lot of guys lost, you know, he lost out, lost out there, you know, lost out on, on, on money and all that. Ali lost dollars and lost really the prime of, of, of his career. Base he lost his prime. I mean, he was when he was in his prime. He was one of the greats of all time, and so you know that. I guess that's the residual of that struggle. But I gotta ask this question though. Over the years, you know, I think Colin Ka- Kaepernick had had and Malcolm Jenkins and all those guys. Whether you agree or not with Malcolm, they made an impact. Some state legislatures. Oh no doubt. They made an impact. And so when you look at this election, though, um, my man Bob Gross asked me the question, do you think about the Democrats taking over the House and what impact have athletes had on that? I I don't know. I mean, let's let's see what happens at the election before we even go that far. Right. Um, You know, so often these midterm elections, the House changes hands anyway. Right. I really don't know, Chris, because I spend more time. I hear more from African Americans now who tell me they're not going to participate, right, in, in the process, which is stunning to me. It is stunning. Uh, that, 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 all that we have seen over over four hundred years here, uh, of everything we have seen with African Americans uh, losing the right to vote, the poll tax, knowing how important it is to vote. Uh, and knowing that you can accomplish it using a rub, particularly in the midterm, it's not going to very few places where you have to wait in line right. for long periods of time. All of this, this they're saying this could be different. I've never understood that mindset that as a black person. We we all, black folks, we always do the extreme. So often it's wrong. You know, I, I'm just not going to vote because things haven't changed. And, you know, my, my whole thought theory is this is like a fight. Sometimes you got to rope dope. Sometimes you got to step back and absorb some punishment. Right. You can't stop playing on going forward and not voting. Is the, is the mechanism to not move forward? I, I would I would agree with that because see my my thing at the end of the day and this is what I tell a lot of people regarding this thing with Kaepernick and Jenkins and all that is at some point the protests and you, and you said this earlier but at some point the protests has to translate into something tangible into right. something where. You know where we change the policy that cops just don't. That cops are basically punished for killing unarmed black people. I'm talking about punished in a sense that they were just like athletes criminals. Can't do that alone. Athletes can't do that alone, Chris. I, I hear exactly what you're saying. 
Um, and you're right. And you're right. Athletes can't do it alone. You're right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They can't. They can't you know, too often in our black community, man, we, we, we put too much on athletes and entertainers. I mean, it used to be the Michaels. Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and uh, Mike Tyson. Oh, just put your money together and save the black community. No, it doesn't work that way. Right. You know, they can, they can, they can spark something. And the Lord knows uh, Michael Jackson and Mike Tyson and Michael Jordan sparked very little. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I true. Personal interest. Um, but... You know, yeah, they, they can be the spark, but, you know, it has to be. Like, like my whole thing is, you know, when, when Black Friday gets here, uh, the last thing I want to do is be out with a bunch of people, you know, pushing and shoving and trying to break down doors. That's why they don't even, that's why they don't even lock the doors anymore at these, at these stores for Black Friday. Just because of why they're going to push them down anyway. Black folks just don't show up. Yeah. Just don't show up. Well, just, just, just once. Collectively say, you know what, I'm not giving you my money. Right, you know, and right. And they'll wake up on Black Saturday and uh, and Best Buy and and Amazon will say, God damn, you know what? Those black people really stood up for that one day. We have to respect them. Right, that's right. Just, that's just my that's my mindset. You know, that's that's my mindset. You know, don't 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 run out like a sycophant. I mean, I know the, I know the deals are good. I know the deals are good, but you know, what's bigger? You know, right, your, your equality, your respect as a man or a woman, or would run out and spend that money. You could probably apply to something else. That's that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you on that, and that's where ultimately. But I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad, and I when I have to close the show with this, I'm just glad to see that African-American athletes in this era, we're talking Malcolm Jenkins, Eric Reed, Colin Kaepernick, or, you know, LeBron James. I'm just glad to see. It, it just refreshes my soul, so to speak, to see that these guys are out there. And, and, and because I think it is motivating a lot of young people who may not have otherwise wanted to get involved. And that's the thing that, 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 um, that at the end of the day, you know, I'm glad that they did. You know, I'm glad these guys are speaking out. So, John, I got to thank you. I agree with you, Chris. I absolutely agree with you. I, I, they, you know, they're not complicit in their silence. They're doing, you know, they're doing a lot. From Eric Reed to Malcolm, that's why I just wish they would get it together. I, I do, too. I hope they all they all get it together. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it, man. We are at the denouement of our show, The End. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Say thanks for everybody who called in. Thanks, John Mitchell, uh, Daryl Bell, David Steele, and everybody else calling in. We we appreciate your time with us today. We are out of here, and so we'll see you. We'll we'll see you next week. And I want to thank all my people on Facebook for 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 supporting the show. So join us next week. You so for the uh, Christmas report WURD. Have a great weekend, everybody. Feel confident about your Medicare with Keystone 65 Basic RX HMO. You'll have $0 premium, $0 copay, and $0 deductible, plus access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region. Get the coverage you deserve with Independence Blue Cross. Visit ibxmedicare.com. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. Benefits underwritten by Keystone Health Plan East, a subsidiary of Independence Blue Cross, independent licensees of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Looking for a delicious Sunday brunch? Enjoy an all-you-can-eat feast at Brown's ShopRite Island Avenue from 1 till 4 p.m. Delight in the buffet of delicious food each Sunday for only $15.99. Enjoy live entertainment. Watch the games on the big screen. And remember, kids under three eat free. This weekly event will offer a variety of delicious food from the hot bar and the walk. If you're not full the first time, don't worry. Have all you can eat while enjoying the company of others. Sundays from 1 to 4 at Brown Shoprite of Island Avenue. We have a man I love, your Senator Bob Casey. And part of the reason that Bob will always have a special place in my heart is that when I ran for president, he came out for me early even when some of y'all could not pronounce my name. <laughs> and that's how you can measure a friend and a stand-up guy.
I want you to vote for Bob Casey. I'm Bob Casey, candidate for Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Bob Casey for Senate. A cancer diagnosis knocks the wind out of you. The experts at Jefferson Health's Sydney Kimmel Cancer Center can help. We tailor a care plan to fit your specific cancer with access to leading-edge treatments like immunotherapy and advanced clinical trials, all from the location that works best for you. Call 1-800-JEFF-NOW. The Sydney Kimmel Cancer Center. Until every cancer is cured. Starting with yours. Wake up with Word on Word Radio. It's the rapping professor, Aaron Smith. Make sure y'all tune in for Waking Up With Word because we will recap the whole weekend's events, politics, sports, music, the environment, the economy. You do not want to miss it. You're Waking Up With Word, y'all. Don't miss Wake Up With Word. 